everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 552. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I am Mako-chan. And Wild Spice is out tonight. Uh, she's still unpacking from her gung-ho move with her husband to Florida. And, and as I always say, Florida? Really? Why? Reasons XYZ. But it's Florida. <laughs> oh, well. It, it's the place that foreigners think of when they hear American and they go, oh, that place. Or as some people call it, New York Light. That's Atlanta. No, trust me, it's Florida. Florida is that state where, where you're in North and Central Florida. Yeah, it's definitely the South. But once you get some parts of Central Florida and all parts South, it's like, we're just like New York, but better. But you're not. Then again, if things are going as, as I think they will, I will probably find myself in Florida at the end of the year anyway, so. Nice. It, just don't become an actual Florida man, because I don't want to find you hooked up to an IV with, with coarse light flowing into it. There's no way in hell that'll happen. I'm only going for a convention. I'm going for Hallmat. I just want to check this con out and see what it's all about, so. What have I got to lose besides whatever's left of what sanity did I did have? Uh, you had some of that? I know, right? <laughs> we are live tonight, week of July 19th, 2022, right here on Twitch TV. You can find us here every Tuesday night from 9 to 10.30 p.m. at Twitch TV slash Anime GM Session. We are part of the Voice of Geeks Network, so you can always find out more information about them at vognetwork.com. And they're also streaming here uh, on the network. You can find them at Twitch TV slash vognetwork. They kick things off on Sundays, 8 p.m. with the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8, followed by Orange Lounge Radio at 9. And we have a Discord. Hang out with us there at vognetwork.com slash discord. Every show that's part of the Voice of Geeks Network has a channel, so come through, hang out, have a good time. And before we continue, I want to send some love and get well to Rob Roberts. He's currently fighting COVID. So, anywho, um, e e enough about that. Uh, let's get things going with how was your week? How was your day? Ari. Uh, well, first of all, I did get paid, and mm. it was on my, uh, you know, on the full time and not on, you know, discounted rate, if you will. So oh, that's good. That's all that sick time I've been saving up, or it's just been compiling without any need to use it. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, it's just been mostly bleh this week. I mean. I did have a friend over to uh, watch the Batman, you know, the movie on uh, HBO Max. Oh, yeah, the new one? Yeah, yeah. How was that? A lot better than I thought it was going to be. Cause, well, that's good. Like, the, 
you know, one of the main antagonists is the Riddler, and he's kind of like a uh, son of Sam style, uh, you know, maniac, that sort of thing, and mm-hmm. a, a huge departure from uh, what you normally see with him. Uh, and well, other than that, I I had to install a new toilet seat this mo- this morning, so I ended up ordering one from Lowe's. Drove over and picked it up and got it all into place. Well, that's good. I think I've had to replace the one here once while I've been here. They have, they have talked about re- redoing my whole bathroom. I'm like, just take care of my front door. It's the the not the main door. You know the front door. That's I forget what you. What type of door? Screen you door? Thank you, screen door. It's on its last hinge, literally. It's like, <laughs> it's held up with hinge, two screws, and probably some duct tape and gum. So. Yeah, but, I mean, <clears throat> like, my foot was kind of bothering me the, mm-hmm. about an hour or so ago, but that's about it. How's your foot now? Uh, feels fine. Just... Mm. I do have to replace, uh, not replace, just get that chase lounger that I want, you know, move the love seat elsewhere in the house gotcha. apartment. Gotcha, gotcha. Other than that, it's just, you know, nothing to do. Not, and I'm just going to follow all their directions because I don't want to be like, hey, we caught you outside doing, you know, whatever the hell it was. I'm like, okay. I mean, it's not like I'm friggin', you know, doing friggin' flips and shit out there, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. I don't know where I was going. To, I'm just... No, I totally get you. You're lucky I'm not, like, doing this from sitting on the roof looking down. Ceiling. I can't even talk straight tonight. I blame the medication. So, yeah, that's how things have been for me. Oh, Okay. Michael Chan, how was your week? How was your day? Um, uh, okay. <laughs> wow, you sound so confident in that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's been a long week, and it's only Tuesday. Tell us it's, how you really uh, feel. Yeah, I mean, the new boss started yesterday, mm. and, you know, I was working outside this weekend and didn't get everything done that I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's basically it. Uh, I've got a lot to do before Thursday. Yep. And what yeah. happens on Thursday? Uh, as long as things hold off, uh, I'm going to see Alanis Morissette on Thursday. Oh, cool. But, now they're calling for severe thunderstorms in the evening. So, yeah. Well, let's just hope the severe thunderstorms happen earlier in the day. I mean, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's basically all we can do is freaking hope at this point. Yes, yes. Because I want to see God in concert, damn it. Of course, we have to see God in concert. Exactly. 
from what it's... And they still haven't announced who is her opener. Garbage. They actually finally announced it because it was uh, to be determined. Well, I'm just saying that's what's, that's what's been advertising on Facebook when I'm seeing the ads for the tour. Yeah, that's all I had seen, but um, they actually had it listed as uh, TBD. So I didn't know if maybe Garbage couldn't make it. I, I hope they do, because I actually really, really enjoy Garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, if we get to see both of them, that would be awesome. Definitely. From what I'm seeing in the weather, it says a gusty thunderstorm in the afternoon. So maybe it's like one of those five, ten minute thunderstorms, and then it's just a breather of fresh air, and then the sun comes back. It's like, gotcha, bitch. I mean, that that would be nice, mm-hmm. too. Um, the other issue is that heat wave. So, 98 degrees. And uh, no, well, 98 though. degrees with the heat index of 115. 115? Mine says 102. Oh, good God. Yeah. You know what's going to happen as we're driving to the to PNC Bank Arts Center? You're, you're going to see that fucking sun behind us. Following us and circling us, okay? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, luckily, the concert won't start. Like, we can't even get in until 7. So, by the time the actual concerts start, um, the sun will be down. Mm -hmm. So, it should be a lot cooler. But at the same time, holy crap, we're going to sweat our asses off. This is why I'm making sure I bring shorts. Yeah, I I have to remember to bring a complete change of clothes with me to work. And I have to remember to bring an empty water bottle because they will not let you go in with a full water bottle, but they should let you go in with an empty so you can fill it while you're there because water at this place is friggin' expensive as hell. I believe it. Of course it would be. Well, how else will Jersey make its money? Yeah, I mean. So, my weekend day has been same old, same old. And as you can tell in my voice, which is slowly getting better, I am basically getting over an upper respiratory infection. I thought it was COVID. And let's just say, let's just be thankful that it's not. Because if it was, I would probably be in ICU right now. Not because of COVID, because of the fact that Mako would find her way to my house and just beat me into a coma, so. Hey, if yep. you have issues, then you know what to do with tickets. <laughs> you can stay your ass home, and I can still go and have fun. If I'm not going, you're not going either. Fuck that noise. <laughs> Good luck figuring out the pin code to my phone, bitch. <laughs> But uh, that's what I basically did. I was actually going to go out like Saturday to this to this Japan to this Japanese street fair, but I realized these ba- last bunch of weekends I've been traveling back and forth, even though it's like simple stuff. I've just been traveling, so I'm like, you know what? I- I- I'm just going to stay home, rest, and relax you know so so that's what I ended up doing I did that caught up with some anime 
worked on some photos, stayed in the air conditioning, and I thought everything was good. Till I woke up Sunday morning with no air conditioning. Uh oh. Yeah. I woke up, I did not hear the AC, and I'm just like, why is it so hot in here? And I look up, the AC is off, and I'm just like, fuck. And I'm just like, I just bought this air conditioner three years ago. The last one lasted me at least eight years. I'm like, no, I'm not going through this. Absolutely not. So I unplug it, and I plug something else into that same outlet. Outlet's dead. Okay, fine. I grab an extension cord, plug it in, plug it into the outlet behind my bed. Figure I chillax, relax, get nice and cool until I'm cool enough to get up and go have make breakfast. It wasn't even ten minutes, and the lights go out in my apartment. I go outside. There is a snapped electrical wire outside my house. Uh-oh. Oops. It's a, it's like it was about 10 feet down and I was talking to the neighbors, so it seems that when that wire snapped, that's when my air conditioner went out. So, and one thing I have told a few people I don't understand the electrical grid system. I don't know how it works. It's not my thing. But as, You're not an electrical engineer. Right. My my neighbor, retired electrical engineer, he's basically told me, like, it's just discombobulating. So, like, they're, like I, they're putting in new electrical poles, and I saw that they're extending it. Evidently, like, in this neighborhood, if the power goes out, half the block is lit and the other half is not. But somehow, some fucking how, when that power light, when that section cord snapped, when that power light, that, power, that electrical wire snapped, it killed this outlet, another outlet in here, and a few others on this block. I don't know how it's wired, but it's working now, I'll tell you that. In a way, it's like Fios. Like, Five people on your block can get it, and the one person that's like at the end of the block, that's the sixth person now, can't get it, but the person next to them can get it. You know, it makes no sense. But, mm-hmm. but enough about that. We've gotten through that. Let's get into some housekeeping, give you some updates as to what's going on. Uh, we have some upcoming conventions. Uh, don't forget, we have ShikariCon, August 20th to the 21st, Plymouth Meeting, uh, Pennsylvania. Pop Cult Anime Convention, August 27th to 28th, Boston, Massachusetts. RetroCon, September 24th to the 25th, Oaks, Pennsylvania. And another anime convention, I think Brookline, Massachusetts, it's October 16th to the 18th, I believe. Um... Let me open up my calendar real quick. Uh, let's see. Nope, it's actually October 14th to the 16th. There we go. Even better. Uh, and don't forget, we have episodes of Anime Jam Session available on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash anime jam session. Just look for the playlist, uh, Podcast VODs, and you'll find all of our episodes there. And let's see what's going on in the chat room here. Uh, Bonzo 6 says, don't forget last week was the anniversary of the East Coast Blackout of 1977. 
and that's interesting. I was actually talking to a couple of coworkers about the about the blackout that that hit the East Coast here about almost twenty years ago. Wow, it's really been that long. I was living with my ex, her family, her extended family, the twenty-something cats. It was good times. <laughs> the lights went out. We walked down. We walked down to the next to the next town over. When I got back from work, I got a ride from somebody because evidently, when the power went out, they decided to cut all the buses. And I'm just like, wow. But. Bonzo says blackout of 2003. Yeah. Wow. Yes, it was. It's almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. And Kagome41088 says, oh, I remember that. Where were you about 20 years ago? Because I know it went, it hit, the, it hit the northeast, part of the east coast, and through Pennsylvania. I know there was parts of Pennsylvania that still had power because for somehow they weren't connected to the grid properly, something like that. I I honestly must have started going back to college that day mm. because like around that time because I don't remember any of it. Uh Kagomi fourteen eighty eight says still in Ohio. So I guess that blackout hit Ohio too. Okay. Wow. I went to school in West Virginia, so. Well, I don't think I th- I don't think um, we'll have to look it up later. I wonder, you know. I have like I was actually you know googling it now. Mm-hmm. I came across the wiki. Yeah. Okay. And you know, West Virginia was an effect of them. Like, huh? I'm not saying nobody else you know didn't experience it, but it just com- like I just like completely missed it or something. Yeah, you did. Okay, now I see it. Yeah. It was parts of Canada, Michigan, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and yep. Massachusetts. But like I said, there was a, there was a there was a part of Pennsylvania that was unaffected by it because it wasn't for some reason they weren't connected to the grid. Good, interesting times. And the issue goes back to an, a problem with the energy company out of out of Ohio, of course, fucking Ohio. <laughs> Anywho, what was that noise? She's probably playing with one of the cats. Uh, Cassie was using her scratching post and. I looked down at her, and she looked back up at me, and kind of that look like, what? I'm not doing anything. <laughs> I thought she would have looked at me and just ran off. No, no, she's she's getting better. Yeah, her tolerate, her toleration of you has gotten much higher. Yeah, I, she, I love her to death, but she's gonna like she's on my last nerve at this point mm-hmm. now she's using outside of the litter box mm. and I thought I had figured out the reason why and I guess I didn't so she's still doing that so every day I'm cleaning up luckily it's uh, on the 
uh, area that I don't have to worry about. You know, it's it's on tile, mm. but at the same time, she's getting on my last nerve. <laughs> um, and no, I haven't played Stray. Um, I don't have a PS4 or PS5, and my computer room is not um, air-conditioned. So I am basically attempting to pull air in from my bedroom and from the living room, and it doesn't really work very well. So I, I have not been playing any of my computer games. I completely understand. Believe you me. Normally this this sheet is closed, but it's open. So there's no air coming through here, but it's some type of circulation. So enough about that. Let's get into uh, Geek Roundtable. This is the part of the show where we talk more about our geekier weeks and cool stuff to share. So what you got, Ari? Uh, well, going by the uh, same theme I had last week, here is another uh, dumpster fire piece of uh, you know kitsch that I found. Oh, nice! Nice. It's a uh, it's a nice you know pin. It'll eventually go in my vest. It's from a uh, Wings for Dates and an owl pin. Mm. And I bought it around the same time I bought the uh, dumpster fire patch. Oh, and also, when I was watching uh, some of GDQ stuff earlier, I was watching the Metroid Dread uh, speedrun. No, no, no. Like, I heard it. Like, I was watching and I, and they read off uh, Bobby Blackwolf's, uh, you know, donation. Mm-hmm. No, it's not that. I'm on the last boss, and it's a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> a- anyway, uh... Because he he was the runner was a dad, mm-hmm. and uh, he was you know making and people and people were making puns because why the hell wouldn't they? <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, like the, the one he says like like I don't have any kids I'm a faux pas, and I'm just like oof dude, and he said the other one was like the, the one he was going to use was a. We all know where the Big Apple is, but does anyone know, know where the Mini Apple is? Boo. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, those are the same kind of sentiments I had. But of course, he thought it was awesome. I like. You guys follow me on Twitter. You can. You can uh, you know follow the exchange yourself, and you can pinpoint the exact moment where my soul just crumbles like a stale graham cracker that was terrible t-r-b-l terrible <laughs> oh very much so all right mako-chan is this is this the part where you do the reading and tell everyone to thank them for being a friend yes of course yeah, so um, I know I have shown off a couple of my other tarot card sets. I found this on Amazon. I had to have it. It was only 11 bucks. Um, so yeah, it is a Golden Girls-themed tarot card. Each of the girls represents one of the suits. Um, 
So, like, one is wands, one is cups, one is pentacles. Mm. Um, but also, all of the major arcana are the girls as well. And I, I had to show off Dorothea's death. Just, it, it's it's very fitting. Shady Pines, Ma! Shady Pines! That's actually the tower card. <laughs> But yeah, so it includes the girls, it includes, um, some of them have their husbands, their exes, some of them have, um, their kids, whoever was, you know, part of the series, usually, like, in in parts of the cards, you can actually see them as well. Uh, So it's a very interesting themed set, and again, I just, I, I had to have it. Yes, Stan is in there. Wow. <laughs> but I mean, it it was it was eleven bucks, so I I had to. Makes sense. I I and and, and we won't discuss that. I already have two other tarot sets sitting in pre-order. Which ones are they? Um, one is a Hocus Pocus set. Of that course. one is actually due out at the next week, I think. Next week, yes. The other one is a horror movie themed one. Ooh. So um, it does have uh, it has it it has Jason it has Freddy it has um, Dracula and Nosferatu. Uh, yes, there is a supernatural themed one, uh, Kagome, and I have it. <laughs> Of because course, of course she does. Yeah, of course. Because of course I do. Yeah, of course she does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I have a supernatural themed one. I have, um, I'm trying to think. I have a Nightmare Before Christmas themed one. Um, I have a Sailor Moon themed one. I have, um, well, technically it's not themed. Um, technically it is a normal deck of tarot cards the back of the cards though uh match nozomi's mm-hmm. from uh love live um so i do have what is technically her tarot set um so yeah i i have you know i have a set that i use regularly which is just dragons i have one that is actually done by one of my favorite uh mangaka um, so it's all art styled on uh, her artistic style. Um, yeah, I, I, I have a I have a collection of them. All right, so all right, Kagomi, we're go- the the podcast is going to ask you: Are you a supernatural fangirl? Yes or no? That's all we want to know. And while she gets back to me, I will show off um, what I got. First things first, I found myself watching a classic anime, Heaven's Lost Property, only because I saw a clip on, um, I think on J-List or some other site or something like that. And I'm like, you know what? I think that was on my list a long time ago to watch. So I watched the first season of that, and that was cool. So... Because of the pandemic, a lot of stuff that you order online has been way delayed. 
and I've gotten emails about items being pushed back and so forth. I have Christmas themed figures that got delayed. Okay, so eh, it happens, but it's not often where I get an email from Otaku Mode t- telling me that two of my figures are coming in the same week. So one of them I showed off last week, which was Sugento from Rosin Maiden. And the other one, I'm coming to the conclusion, I'm I'm going to end up with just as many figurines of this character as I do of Sailor Venus. It is precious figure of Rem in her blue dress. It's hard to tell if you think that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know. All I know is... Rem is best girl. That's that's all you need to know. <laughs> I think I almost ordered a Ram figure because what they do is like both girls are twins, so they have them wearing either the same outfits and different colors, like Rem is blue and Ram is red. Or certain item or cat or something like that and they design it around them i think there was a figure that came out where i actually liked ram's design a lot more so Eh, oh well let's see what this is real quick all right let's close that up all right so you know Let's see what we got here. Slime Boy says, I love Rem figures. There are so many cute outfits. I need Ram for the sheep big bad wolf figure set. There are there is an idol figure of Rem that I want that's like three hundred something dollars. And I'm just like I if I Yes, I, I do have the money to buy it, but I just can't really justify dropping that type of money. At least not just yet. So now that we got that out the way, let's get into tonight's news. Uh, opening things up, is Ari telling us about Pokemon's getting into a card game show? Um, yeah, the Pokemon Company International announced on Monday that it's developing a new unscripted series involving the Pokemon trading card game. The company opened a casting call for applicants of all ages and their families. It'll be focused on fans in the Los Angeles area. And there's a casting website already up. Uh, the Pokemon Company International is currently searching for energetic, personable candidates of all ages and their families for an exciting new opportunity. Whether you're trying to learn the trading card game or connect with your loved ones, hone your te- your trading card game skills and get to the next level or already a competitive player, we would like to hear how a Pokemon TCG Extra can help you. Uh, the trading card game launched in Japan in 1996 and in the West in 1998. The Pokemon Company International became the publisher and distributor in 2003. And we have Pokemon Trading Card Live, the new free-to-play online app for iOS, launched in Canada on February 22nd. It's early soft launch for mobile devices and global open beta for PC and Mac was delayed from last year to this year. And, uh, I mean, it, it's good that, you know, people are going to get the bot, like, you know, tell about how they bonded over Pokemon and what, but like I've always said, like the the training card game's like the one aspect I could, I could just never get into. Hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, 
still on mad like yep it's impossible to pry me away from magic it seems like but other than that if you're out in la and want to be a part you know where to go like want to get it you want to audition i mean <clears throat> the hell's wrong with my voice i think you're getting over a cold or something like that like me so you know I am curious how this is going to play out, so. So. Yep. All right, moving right along. Um, Mako's going to let us know about some really cool guests appearing at Otakon 2022. Uh, yes, as soon as I can pull everything up. I knew there were two links. Uh, yeah, so Otakon has been announcing a crap ton of guests in the last week. Um, so those that know um, uh, Eva and Fulikuli and Garen Lagan, um, they announced that the character designer Yo Yoshinari is going to be there. Um, he's also worked on uh, the production, uh, the design production for Gurren Lagan. He was co-creator of Penny and Stocking. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. Uh, I, oh, uh, sorry, that was uh, Hiromi Wakabayashi. Which I believe I have his signature on my Penny and Stocking box set. Yeah, so um, they'll both be there. Uh, they also um, have previously against the novel author for my teen romantic comedy, uh, Snafu, um, who is uh, Yoshihiro Watanabe, um, voice actor uh, Toshio uh, Furukawa, which I actually had there, so I don't need to send that. And uh, voice actress Shino uh, Kakinuma, which is the other one that was on there, which I don't need to put that there then. Um, they're also bringing in, uh, let's see, director uh, Motonobu Hori, who did Carolyn Tuesday and Super Crooks. And Rose um, has gotten wh- and Rose is losing her mind over that. Yeah. Um, Bandai Namco Filmworks producer Hiroyuki uh, Kikukawa, um, who does Ruby and Yuri Deko. Voice actress Mariah Issei, who does uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean and Hunter x Hunter. Uh, composer Yuki Hayashi, who composes for My Hero Academia. Um, and uh, composer Kaoru Wada, who does for Inuyasha. They will also be there. Um, they're also going to have game composers. So Harumi Fujita, who does Mega Man 3 and Final Fight, and Takahiro Izutani, Izu who did Metal Gear Solid 4 and Bayonetta. Snake? Um, Snake? Snake! Yeah, so all of them all Japanese, all coming over for... It, it sounds like they're trying to make uh, this Otakon epic. Yes. If I was going, I would definitely be hyped for Harumi Fujita and 
Takahiro Izutani because Mega Man 3 showed up in a pretty cool time in my life and I absolutely love that game. And Bayonetta because it's Bayonetta. And, I'm, and I could have sworn Anime Next had Harumi Fujita as a guest. If not that person, somebody else had worked on some classic NES games. I, I gotta look it up. I should go looking for my Penny and Stocking box set and see what other signatures are on there. So I just It'd be nice if Otakon went back to Baltimore. It's not going back to Baltimore. At all. From what I can tell, I don't see it happening anytime soon. That extension still isn't built. Huh. Yeah. Um COVID kind of fucked everything over. Yes. Yeah. Pretty much. And one more thing that's kind of cool about one of the guests, Toshio Furukawa. <sighs> he is also the voice of Ataru Moroboshi and Yodosei Yatsura. I think that's hella cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Now we're going to talk about live-action Cowboy Bebop. And to all of you who complained about this series... Fuck you, and shame on you. And I say that because the live-action intro was nominated for an Emmy Award, okay? The title sequence. That's freaking cool. The staff of the Primetime Emmy Awards announced last Tuesday that they nominated Netflix's live-action adaptation of Sunrise Cowboy Bebop for anime for outstanding main title design. The 74th awards have also nominated the dual animated short from Lucasfilm Star Wars Visions Anthology for outstanding short form animated program, as well as the Love, Death, and Robots animated anthology series for the same category for the short Jibaro. Polygon Pictures animated the very pulse of the machine segment for the series third volume. No anime received nominations in the Outstanding Animated Program category. That category's nominations include The Simpsons, Bob's Burgers, What If, Arcane League of Legends, and Rick and Morty. To be fair, The Simpsons and Rick and Morty need not to be nominated. Huh. One, cart, one anime series is old and busted, and the other series is just absolutely abysmal and stupid. Netflix did. You can decide which one is which. <laughs> Either or, I'm okay with. Netflix debuted the first season of live-action Bebop back in November 2021, but it was canceled soon after the, in December. You assholes. The series starred John Cho as Spike, Mustafa Shakir as Jet, and Daniela Pineda as Faye, Alex Hassel as Vicious, and Aline Satine as Julia. The Japanese dub included returning voice actors from the original anime's cast. Netflix and Tomorrow Studios co-produced the series, with Netflix handling the physical production. Tomorrow Studios is a partnership between producer Marty Adelstein, who's worked on Prison Break, Teen Wolf, and the live-action One Piece that's in the works, and ITV Studios. Shinichiro Watanabe, the original anime's director, served as consultant for the project. Andre Nemec, Josh Applebaum, Jeff Pinkner and Scott Rosenberg of Midnight Radio are credited as showrunners and executive producers, and Yoko Kano returned to, to score the music for the series. I'm really hoping that the live action wins that Emmy, and Netflix is like, let's do we season two. We fucked up. 
Yeah. 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 It's okay. Walk it back and give us a season two. Because as much as I am hyped for the live action Yu Yu Hakusho, if it crash and burns, I'm going to laugh. When One Piece crash and burns, I will laugh. I will laugh on every live action adaptation and call it a curse because you ingrate ungrateful bastards didn't give Cowboy Bebop a fighting chance like it deserved. Then again, if you think about it, a lot of shows that come out with just one season get the axe because nobody wants to sit there and be like, it was only 12 episodes, that was it, it sucked. No. Sometimes you need an additional season to set things up. Excuse me as I roll my eyes into the back of my skull. But enough about that. Uh, let's talk Kabuki. Uh, who's this one? Uh, this one's me. You have the next one, and Mako has the last one. Now, we've always talked about various adaptations of, pro- of animes and mangas and video games. We usually see live-action uh, plays or... Musicals, which is really cool. But Final Fantasy is getting a Kabuki adaptation, and it's coming out spring of 2023. And it's going to be based on Final Fantasy X. I don't know why, but it's going to be on that one. A commemoration of the 35th anniversary of the franchise of Final Fantasy... New Kabuki Final Fantasy X is scheduled to be performed at the IHI Stage Around Tokyo and Toyosu Tokyo in the spring of 2023. The IHI Stage Around Tokyo has a 360-degree stage with the audience seats in the center and the audience seats itself rotate on a huge tray. That's cool. Yeah, that is definitely very interesting. The adaptation will be performed and co-directed by 44-year-old Kabuki actor Kik. Kikunosuke Onoe, who is currently working on the Kabuki adaptation of Hayao Miyazaki's Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind manga. Other that should perfor- be good. Yeah. Other performers include Shido Nakamura, Matsuya Onoe, and Yajiro Bando. And there is a message here from Kikunosuke Onoe. We have planned New Kabuki Final Fantasy X in hopes that the fusion of the classic game Final Fantasy X and Kabuki, Japan's proud traditional performing art, will create a new bridge between our mutual cultures. This will be our first attempt to play a Kabuki show at the IHI Stage Around Tokyo, and we hope to cherish the shocking and moving feelings we had when we played the game when it was first released, and invite both those who love the game and those who have never seen Kabuki to see the performance. The images projected on the huge 8-meter-high screen will color the stage, and we believe you will enjoy an immersive experience as if you were in the world of Final Fantasy. Because we live in an era like this, this is a heart-wrenching story we want you to see. Please come to the theater. I mean... Not my favorite Final Fantasy. Well, better 10 than 8, just saying. Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. See, I, mean, it, I, I understand why they like, like why they couldn't do six because they would never get the suplex the train scene down properly. Oh, good lord! I, I mean, yeah, sure, a train crashing through the roof would really bring the house down. 
but a kabuki adaptation of the opera scene that would have been awesome oh absolutely okay uh, the road not traveled mm. it happens All right, Ari, tell us what's, what's going down at Nintendo. I think this is something really good that they're doing. Yeah, marriage equality. Uh, Damn Famine Nico Gamer reported on Wednesday, Nintendo Japan updated its corporal social responsibility page to include a partnership system addressing the rights of people in same-sex relationships at the company. According to the policy, employees with same-sex partnership and common-law marriages will enjoy the same benefits as those who are legally married. Nintendo's English website posted a translation. Uh, we introduced partnership partnership system in March 2021 as <clears throat> uh, pardon me mm -hmm. as one as one initiative based on this philosophy. Although same-sex marriages are not currently recognized under Jap Japanese law, the system ensures employees who are in domestic partnership with a same-sex partner have the same benefits as employees in an opposite-sex marriage. We also establish a common law marriages between couples who will be observed in the same way as legal marriage. In the Code of Conduct for Employees, we have already established that we do not discriminate based on race, ethnicity, nationality, ideology, religion, creed, organ, social status, class, occupation, gender, age, disability, sexual orientation, and gender identity. You know, they just wanted to check all the boxes. In addition to the partnership system, we revise our internal regulations regarding harassment unclear to clearly prohibit discriminatory comments based on sexual orientations or gender identity, as well as, the closing, as well as disclosing someone's privately held sexual orientation against their will. <clears throat> uh, so, yeah, same-sex marriage is not currently recognized in Japan. Uh, Shibuya Ward in Tokyo introduced a partnership system which extended certain legal privileges to marry couples same-sex couples since then a number of cities have adapted similar systems but private companies are not obliged to participate you know from our perspective this is seen as well duh i should hope so but i mean, I it's, mean it's progressive give, given the country that it's coming from yeah i think this this country needs to take a lesson from japan given that we have to pass a law to protect same-sex marriages in this country Actually, we ended up doing that today. Oh, so it did pass. Codifying it, yeah. All right. Permanently. permanently so, so it was passed by the House and the Senate? Yep. Okay, good. It was trending on Twitter for a while. Yeah, I saw, but I wasn't sure if it, if it passed both of, you know, both the House and the Senate. So. Yep, 267 and 157. Uh, again, religion has no place in politics, and... I'm just, and vice versa. Yeah, and and as for Clarence Thomas, I I I'm just waiting for them for somebody to say to something say to him about interracial marriage. Watch him shut the fuck up in a heartbeat and be like, "Yeah, we fucked up. You most certainly did, you old codger." <laughs> Enough about that. <sighs> Mako-chan, take us out. Uh, yeah. So. Uh... We have been keeping up a little bit with uh, the updated version of Yurase Yatsura. Um, we have confirmation uh, as of this week 
that they're looking at being four seasons for the entire series. Mm. Um, and they're going to run season one and season two back to back. Nice. So we're getting two of the four seasons back to back right away. Um, I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, they have, you know, um, gone the 13 episode season. So we're getting 26 episodes right away. Uh, and a lot of people obviously are very happy about that. Um, so, yeah, they have been announcing more and more of the voice actors uh, that will be on there. Uh, so the character of Ran, who is actually uh, a friend of Lums from Space, she will be voiced by uh, Kana Hanazawa. And uh, they did give a sneak peek in this article of uh, the various styles for the summer and winter uniform for the high school um, and things like that. So uh, it looks like Yurisei Yatsura All-Stars is going to be starting in October. Um, it will be airing in Japan weekly at 12.55 a.m. Um, they have not decided yet exactly uh what Friday block it's going to run on, but they think it's going to be October 14th um, because that would be really cool as it is the same day that the original USA Yatsura premiered in 1981. Wow. Um, so they are hoping at least uh, the person that was writing this article is hoping that that is going to be the date considering it is starting in October and they are doing a Friday block. So it would make sense for the new series to premiere on the same date as the old series. And I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited. I All I ask for is the first episode is basically how Lum and Ataru met. That's all I want. Then from there, go, go however you wish. That's, that's... It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Because it's like... I, I just say that because not everybody knows the whole story of how they met. So, you know, why not? First two episodes introduced to characters. After that, stories from the manga. And plus, it's still taking place in the 80s. That's even better. It's going to be interesting, but still cool, though. Uh, it'll be fun watching him live stream trying to catch Lum and just falling flat on his face. No, no. Ataru does, wants nothing to do with Lum. She's chasing him. Oh, oh. Yeah. It's been a long time yeah. since mm -hmm. I saw, saw the series. That's why she's always calling him darling. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I guess we're going to move on. Yep. And we're at the part of the show that y'all really like to stick around and hang out for. Um, oh, I see Bobby Blackfoot popped in. Hey, Bobby. How's it going, dude? Hi, Bobby. He's here to provide you with more jokes from his database. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> 
Should have brought. Like, I can't help but feel partially responsible for this. And you should. <laughs> well, I will say the two of you can pass for for brothers, though. Uh, I'll I'll be the uh, creepy uncle that everyone just you know pushes to the side and says and like pretends doesn't exist. Oh, don't uh, don't say that. Come on, <laughs> don't say that. Uh, anyway, let's move on to the articles. <laughs> All right, before we get into the articles, I'm just gonna say this one joke, and then that's it. Bobby Blackwell says, "Where do rainbows go when they break the law? Prism. It's a light sentence." God damn it, Bob! <laughs> oh! Please, somebody clipped that. I, I, I think we need to chill with that because the next joke it might crack Ari's skull wide open, and then the white flags will come up. <laughs> All right, let, let's see what we got here. Um, I'll, I guess I could take the first one. Okay. Um, I'll take the last one then. Okay. I wanted the second one, so I will take the second one. <laughs> Something told me it would end up like that anyway, so. I mean, personally, I'm all about free food, but at one point, like, this is a little bit too much free food, especially if I didn't ask for it, but, you know. BTW, mm. Ranma did not see that I posted these, so these are all Ranmas. So if anything breaks you, if anything is weird, it's his fault this week. Yeah. Shirking responsibility again. No. Hey. The only one that I had on my list was the one I'm reading. The other two are his fault. How is it my fault? Because I said so. Look okay. here, you redheaded bastard. <laughs> oh, oh, just you wait. Just you wait. <laughs> I'm going to take that tongue and and flip it 90 degrees and slap you in the face with it. Um. Nope, won't I work. Thought, I thought you were going to quote Redman from Death Jam Fight for New York. No, no, no. I, fine, I'll just have to poke you. That's all. Damn it. <laughs> Magic finger. Anywho. Let me ask you, has this ever happened to you? You're sitting at home looking through your favorite social media app and sipping on a cold glass of cola. Suddenly the phone rings. On one end is a shady salesperson trying to sell you crabs, but when you politely tell them you're well stocked with them, they continue to high-pressure sales pitch you on them. If this has happened to you, you're among the growing number of people in Japan victimized by what's called crab negative option sales. I'm sorry, what? Crab negative option sales. Okay, then. In 2021 alone, there were reported 5,189 cases of this, which is more than twice of the previous year. 
And I can see Ari's eyes spinning at high speed like, wait, what? <laughs> Negative option sales is when a company constantly sends a product and automatically charges for it until the customer tells them to stop. Oftentimes, in these instances, the company makes it incredibly difficult to cancel so they can continue making money. It's it's sort of like when you sign up for those free subscriptions that turn into paid subscriptions, and you got to go through hell to cancel, and they're like, we can give you more for this reduced rate, you know? So, too, do crab-negative option sales groups try to rope people into long-term seafood commitments against their will? Among the reports are incidents of people dealing with relentless sales reps over the phone trying to force people into buying crab, salmon, and other seafood products. In some cases, the salesperson will try to tap into the people's sympathies with claims such as, I'm in trouble because I'm losing income from the pandemic. In other more serious reports, even after denying salespeople on the phone, some people have been getting cases of seafood sent to their house by cash on delivery. COD is still a popular thing in Japan. The National Consumer Affairs Center of Japan is reminding everyone not to accept any unordered items sent to them and instead take note of the sender's information and report it. It is important to note that the figures presented are only the reported cases, suggesting that a great deal of more people have experienced crab-negative option sales too. Comments to the news seem to suggest that as well, with the large number mentioning some encounter with such shady seafood sales. Netizens are too fond of this. Comments such as, if you pay for it once, they'll just keep sending you sending stuff to you. It's a hassle. The cash on delivery system should just be banned. If I lived alone, it would be easy to refuse, but living with other people, I might assume that somebody else ordered it and accepted it. Sounds like what NHK does, doesn't it? My dad got suckered into this last year. I'd eat it and then send the shells bash cash on delivery. Taking advantage of people's inability to refuse is one thing, but the horrible aspect is the waste food that goes on. Once the package has been sent and returned, the seafood inside is likely not very usable. Nevertheless, the most important thing to take is a hard line here with these crab pushers and refuse all their advances. Otherwise, they'll just be encouraged to do it more. If you're like us and feel bad about letting food go to waste afterwards, try ordering a legit mystery box of imperfect seafood from Amazon to help balance out the universe. Well, alrighty then. Uh, it's a good thing I wasn't looking at the chat because... <laughs> yes, I, I saw. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to be paying these jokes forward to a friend. <laughs> well, I guess we did ask for it. I didn't. But you're still part of it anyway, so. Anywho, I believe it's your turn. <laughs> oh wow them's fighting words Bobby Blackwell don't tweet me if you can't accept it <laughs> okie dokie then <laughs> he loves you he loves you buddy 
so uh yeah um anyway uh a junior high school girl was removed from class for three days because she groomed her eyebrows what and yeah so this junior high they were conducting a check to see if students were complying with the school's rules regarding hairstyling and dyeing but while the hairs on the head of one third-year student passed inspection the school had a problem with her eyebrows or more specifically the eyebrow hairs she no longer had so the school's rules prohibit the students from cutting or shaving their eyebrows however the 14 year old girl had been removing hairs at the edge of her eyebrows to give them a more groomed appearance the school ruled this to be an infraction and she was punished with three days of uh what they call separate room schooling which is basically in school suspension mm -hmm. uh so yeah so again just like in school suspension the schoolwork for the day is done but in a separate room over away from the rest of the class um and she had to write an essay reflecting on her transgression so uh the 55 year old director of education when asked about the incident said i believe the school may be worried that while being at a developmental age children may become distracted by overly focusing on their eyebrows and hairstyles and neglect essential aspects of their education and lifestyles but it's easy to see how say teachers might think dyed hair that is bright pink or spiked into a mohawk could be distracting what sort of problems could they see arising from students eyebrows two explanations um the first is that school may see styled eyebrows as being effectively the same as using makeup something that most schools in japan have rules against um, under the philosophy that students should be spending their energy on learning and not trying to look good mm. the second yeah the second is that shaved eyebrows have an association with juvenile delinquents and street gangs um but that is usually when they shave the eyebrows off completely um on the other hand you have japanese etiquette which stresses the importance of a neatly groomed appearance when going out in public and excessive hair on the face or body is often considered to look unkempt so the major issue between the points is removing errant or excessive hair when does that go from grooming your eyebrows to cutting them and uh, the councilwoman for the city thought that the school went a little bit far in punishing this uh, punishing the student um, with an incident getting national attention uh, she says uh, how is it wrong for her to groom her eyebrows by not letting her study in her regular class and making her study in a separate room did they think that that was going to make her eyebrow hair grow back <laughs> um the school's eyebrow rule is outside the bounds of logic uh, which yeah i mean you've got a lot of 
crap happening in Japan over this kind of stuff in schools. Mm-hmm. Um, from hair dyeing to makeup to who they can date, who they can talk to, whether or not they can actually have an after-school job. Um, yeah. Um, but right now there's a huge fight also going on about mandatory... Uh, I guess uh, you would call it mandatory after-school activities. and Not mandatory, but very, very heavily encouraged. No, no. um, They are mandatory. Uh, A lot of schools have a mandatory rule that you have to have some sort of after-school extracurricular activity. Um, So you have to either join a sport or a club, and it is mandatory. So, yeah, um, it it gets a little bit crazy, especially when you consider that these kids are going to school usually five and a half days already. Um, So it's taking a lot of what should allow them to be kids. Um, I completely understand that they want you to have an education, but one of the highest rated educations um, in the world is actually found in like Ireland and places like that where Scandinavia, right. um, Where you're encouraged to learn. You're encouraged to learn a lot. um, Not just your basic, you know, here you're going to go to school until you're 18, but they encourage you to, you know, learn different languages and just read in general and learn in general. And they don't have the same issues that places like Japan do where kids are going completely stressed. So um, to force kids to be cookie cutter um, to give them a, uh, I guess, more incentive to go for education is, is kind of a little too strict. Mm. It's going to backfire. I mean, honestly, I get why these rules are in place. But as time goes on, you really don't need these rules in place anymore. Let's see. Sia DeBerry says, the go-home club lied to me. (laughs) (laughs) This is your home. The school is your home now. (laughs) And see, Ronma421 says, I'm either joining the go-home club or the hentai club. And Signboy says, hentai club for me, thanks. And they also say, it's wild that they have... Spoiler alert, you don't actually pledge yourself watching the hentai club you just riff on it like like your own mystery science theater it's like genshiken you're sitting down watching the hentai and you're explaining the, the philosophical point of views behind it okay meanwhile the, the philosophical third... views behind hentai did you meanwhile, not <laughs> this girl just took her third load straight in the face <laughs> did you not see genshiken <laughs> I, I, as as horrible as it is going, you know, and talking about this, the only thing I have in my brain that's popping up is Harry Potter 
um, going into divination class and having to drink a cup of tea to read the tea leaves. And now I'm just thinking of a, a, a psychic or a fortune teller reading Bukake. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, like, right after everything's done, this I, I can just imagine, you know, the little girl best friend who's just, like, the weirdo in school running into the room to read your face. Wouldn't, wouldn't the little girl be the well-endowed girl anyway? So Yeah, usually. As, as the trope goes, so, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never been boob-headed so hard I got sent to concussion protocol. You haven't lived, well... He, he, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Slime Boy says, um, it's wild that they have entrance exams for high school, too. They do so much testing and the base curriculum around it. Well, there are some high schools here in this country where you do have to test to get in. So some, but not. Yeah, many. I mean, that I can understand yeah. um, because they have different. I guess, levels of high school. Yeah. Um, most of the high schools are quote unquote private. The yeah. public schools, you really don't have to, I mean, you have to pass yeah. your grades and you know, all of that, but okay, the test is very, very yeah. easy. Even Usagi managed to get into high school. Right. Um, most of the really demanding tests and that's why kids go to cram school is to get into very specific, exclusive, private high schools. But those very specific private high schools also lead for you going into their colleges or specialty colleges. And a lot of people that want to go to a specific college or want to be a specific profession um, High school will get you into that, which is why they go crazy before they get into high school. And as Steinboy says, I think I get it because I'm from New York, which I believe does the most standardized testing in the country. Is that still true? I don't think New York does as much standardized testing now. I think it's so different from other states in the standardized testing. It's just that they're heavy handed on the Regents exam which there's only two states that recognizes the regents, New York and California. Hmm. Look, we made it through school. We got what we wanted. It is what it is. And they're talking about Shinji should have choked out Asuka. All right. Are he? Are you ready? Yeah, because at this point, I'm gonna start choking someone. <laughs> oh, if you see what this furniture is, I think you'd start choking already. New Japanese office furniture and lockers to stand and sleep in baffles and depresses the what? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Uh, according to the uh, writer. At my first job in Japan, one day I showed up at the office only to find one of my coworkers sleeping on the floor in the back room. Oh yeah, she's tired, just let her be. 
and I couldn't decide if I was being extremely kind by letting an employee take a nap during work hours or a mercilessly cruel one by not letting her just go home and get some sleep without having to do it on the floor. But now there is this latest creation from Tokyo-based office furniture supplier, Itoki, developed in, co in cooperation with Hokkaido woodworking company Ko Koyoju Plywood. Hey, like, they call it the Kami Box, or Nap Box. It looks like a stylish storage locker. It's actually designed to hold people. Sleepy people. Open a door and step inside and you find a small ledge to support your ass, plus another one that looks like it'd be either chin or forehead height, depending on how tall you are on the inside of the door. The idea is that these contours will hold your body in place so you can sleep standing up. Ow. The common box is born now of recently raised awareness of the importance of sleep and rest, and it's designed to provide a space where people can take a break without feeling self-conscious, even within an, within an office without a lot of space. Oh my god, they, med they misread that so, so badly. <sighs> it's unclear whether or not desires considered whether user would feel self-confident stepping into a standing sleeping pod in the first place, or whether, sure, go ahead and take a nap standing up. Actually, it represents a gain in terms of work workers' health, or if it's a gross underestimation of what constitutes adequate sleep deprivation countermeasures. And the comments are what you would think. If someone needs us, just let them go home or call it a nap, but you're standing up the whole time. You're not going to feel rested. So you're allowed to sleep, just not lie down. At least it's mentioned that sometimes people need to rest instead of pushing themselves to keep working. Looks like something a power-harassing boss would tell you to go stand in. <laughs> Imagine someone who's dangerously overworked using this while pulling an all-nighter and dying inside. Like, so dystopian. It, is this a coffin? Not even a coffin. It looks more like an overgrown hot water t boiler. You know, like, you know, the hot water heel. Like, I, I expect there'd be a pilot light underneath, under in between the three uh, legs it's using to stand up. And in the chat, and on our stream here, I have posted a picture of these nap boxes. These are large vertical columns supported on three pieces of wood with a door. And you go in and you somehow angle yourself for a nap. It's... And, and you better hope your ass can fit in there, literally and figuratively. Otherwise, you're really not going to get much use out of it. And as Rodma421 says in our chat room here at Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session, they look like standing tampons. <laughs> I was actually looking at them and going, that looks like the turret from Portal. And that just broke Ari Rockefeller. Congratulations, Rodma421. You win the booby prize. <laughs> yes, they do look like turrets. Imagine one of them goes, I see you as you walk into the other. <laughs> <laughs> wow wow 
wants Bobby to return with the puns. Oh, boy. I just realized I had, was trying to talk and my freaking headset muted when I uh, pulled it off. But I was saying, given a choice between the uh, Aperture Science turret and that thing, I think I'd take the turret. You're a betting man, I see. No, just one and two can only take so much shit. <laughs> okay, all right. I think it's time for us to wrap it up. But before we go, Bonds006 says it best. They have not traveled New York City subways. Half the people are asleep on the train, myself included. We here in New York City sleep during out trips and know when to wake up at our stop. It's a unique New York City power. We sleep on the bus. We sleep in cabs. We sleep in the park. We sleep in the rain. We sleep anywhere. I mean, we sleep on the train. Wow. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us for tonight's episode of Anime Jam Session. If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. And don't forget, while you're out there emailing us, tell your friends about the show. They'll tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, we're independent podcasters, and we do this for the fun of it. And while you're at it, check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where you will see our weekly podcast, links to our YouTube page of convention coverage, links to our Facebook fan page of cosplay coverage, anime reviews, cosplay tips and trips, cosplay uh, interviews, editorials, so much more at AnimeJamSession.com. And don't forget, if you like this show, you can listen to this episode and listen to older episodes as well. Whatever you use for catching podcasts, just search Anime Jam Session. Over 550 episodes are available for you to check out. Some good, some bad. All in all, good fun. And if you can, please leave a review through one of those apps like Google like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, any of those. We greatly appreciate that. <coughs> Excuse me. And don't forget to follow us on our social media, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Follow us on those so that you know when we're going live with a new episode, when we have older episodes up, other cool stuff, all that and then some on our social media. Thank you for supporting us there. And our tip jar down below. There's links to our stream elements and our Ko-Fi. We love it when you cheer us on with bits. And auto-hosting is a cool thing to do, too. And uh, now we're going to go around the room for last words. Ari. I got to get out of here. I got a long, busy day of doing no nothing ahead of me. Mm. Last words, Mako-chan. I need an eight-hour nap. You always need an eight-hour nap. I do. I'm a cat. Scratch, scratch. This time around, I want to throw a quick shout out to my boy Mario over at Digital Era Entertainment. I was on his stream last night. We were playing Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. When you get a chance, throw some love to over at Digital Era Twitch at twitch.tv slash digital era twitch. Cool. Well, that is it. End of list. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode and some more fun and cool stuff. So, yeah. 
I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I am Mako-chan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Night. Say good night, Mako-chan. Good night, Mako-chan. Perfect. Awesome. We're out of here. See you next week. Jamatane!